The Hit Mix 107.5 FM The Power Station The Power Station With Colin Curtis
Passion Increase and change 
15. Uh, no, that's not the rugby score. Or the cricket. I don't even know where the cricket is at the moment. I have no idea, but th- that is the sunshine. And I'm looking online here. Plenty of sunshine pictures. Thank you, Glenn, who's uh, struggling to get through in Spain. I can see that from the beach picture. And also, uh, Stefano DeSantis. Uh, he's at, looks like he's at a festival. If I mean, let your garden, Stefano, I need to be invited. Uh, and I'll be there in about an hour and a half. Um, uh, Dave Copeland's in there. Tony Poole. Uh, we've got Michelle Mingo. And uh, this is the thousandth podcast that's up on my Podomatic site. Most of them you can still download and listen again. Uh, Julian Paul Brennan out in Kyoto. We've got B, the B Nicholas from somewhere in deepest dark Wales. And uh, sunshine there as well. Always looks nice indeed. So you can even go up Snowden and not get trapped. Jeremy Jenkins, welcome to you, sir. You put your bicycle away this afternoon. And Steve Rogers in Derby. Jeff Peck, of course. Andrew Nicholas. And, uh, yeah. Everybody dropping in. Uh, Ian Runyard out there in Lincoln. And uh, Simon Small, welcome to you, sir. And in the studio is uh, my guest today. And uh, very pleased to have him here. He's come up here in an old Ford Escort. <laughs> and um, he's just managed to get here in time. But uh, this is Mr Richard Hosey. Welcome along, sir. Yeah, it's great to be here. Good to see you. And uh, I know you've brought a, a bag of stuff that uh, is no doubt going to get uh, Danny Turner's pen 
running all over the place and uh, plenty to do. But we kicked off there with three pieces of music and uh, the first one was a brand new piece of music from uh, Joshua Jazz. One, if you remember, uh, during the pandemic he had an album out and we played quite a few tracks from that. So that's brand new from him. It's called Enigma. Uh, great vocals on that. I'll tell you who the vocalist is. Um, Richard's already had a guess. We'll see if he's right um, after these next few tunes. And then come with me to Rio, the one and only incredible, the late, great Mr. John Lucian, who's absolutely just killing it. And that's on that uh, Glukic number six compilation, as was the third track, uh, which is uh, the soul track. Of course, everybody loves the sunshine, and that was a Bossa Electrica. I, I'm I don't think that album is available on vinyl yet. Um, I don't even think it's available on digital yet, but it must be imminent. Uh, you all need to go out that. And if you haven't got any of the earlier Glukic uh, compilations, then you need to go out and buy those as well. Uh, but Mr. Richard Hosey, tell me a little bit about, first of all, how you got into the jazz side of things, or, or, or did you get into jazz funk? How did you start getting into this? Um, well, long story, Colin, we've spoken about the um, longevity of the scene, but this goes back to the early 80s for me, and... Typically, I was um, dating this girl, young lady, hairdresser, um, trying to, you know, smooth in and take her out for a drink in an old bangered Viva, you know, oh, Viva. Viva in those he's, days. he's up to an escort yeah. now. <laughs> um, and, and when we were out one night, she gave me a cassette tape, funnily enough, and said, look, you're going to put this in because I cannot listen to the music you're playing anymore, you know. So the cassette went in and it happened to be... Um, the start of a journey it was george benson okay uh, you know the world is a ghetto yeah, yeah, yeah. uh lonnie liston smith expansions war mm -hmm. galaxy mm -hmm. uh, and, and the like and this changed everything for me you know so she didn't know it at the time but she created you know this journey that we're still on today and, th th and that's happening when in the 80s you said uh, very early 80s very yeah, early probably 80s, around yeah. 82 83 something like that so know? the records themselves the records on the tape have been around well seven or eight, eight yeah nine a years long time at, by at then, that time yeah, yeah. i've never yeah. even heard of the of those artists, of those artists no. ever you know so it was all all brand new to me and and um it just it stemmed from there so a big thank you to that lady oh, without, for, without, without doubt. all the problems you've caused since yeah um <laughs> in fanatically collecting this as if you're collecting northern soul oh. um but we've got Three tracks to start with from Richard, and then we'll talk about uh, how the journey continues. Jazz Dance Infusion with Colin Curtis, you're very welcome. It's 20 past two on a Sunday. Two till five each and every Sunday here on the Hit Mix 107. 11.5 FM. Fantasy trapped in reality. 
Jazz Dance Fusion. Nothing but the finest jazz dance flavours every week.
ago, 238. Jazz Dance Fusion, each and every Sunday, with Colin Curtis, my special guest today, Mr. Richard Hosey, and three pieces of music there. All this came from a young lady who was kind enough to bring you a cassette of with course. some proper music on. What was on your cassettes at that time? Um, there was music from Shalimar, Michael Jackson. Yes. It was very much, I was very a conventional club disco chap, you know, long hair, which is why well, I got It's still very popular days. in my house, yeah. <laughs> Only, only with me, though. Uh. <laughs> In my wife, doesn't have long hair. <laughs> but, um, so, so we went from that. I mean, we just played three pieces of music. Tell me a little bit about those. Uh, um, first one, which is spoken word, which you've already noticed that I love spoken word jazz. Yeah, this, this particular um, chap, Joel Massicott, um, and a salsa band called E. Ritmo de Massicott, uh, it's a title track. This guy is proving elusive to find. What I've tried to do in recent... Um, times with the advent of Facebook and, and social media is to try and track down a lot of these artists and find a little bit more about the music directly okay. from them. Um, some have proved very fruitful, and this particular guy, the last time I tracked him down, I think he may have been on a honeymoon in Turkey. Okay. Or something along that. Okay. And, he, and, he, and he blocked any form of conversation. Communication. Yeah, communication. Yeah, yeah. So I've yet to find out more about him and the track, but um, it's... Still a quite an old track, maybe um, 15, 20 years old, possibly. Um, and we'll watch this space. We'll see what we can find. Okay. And then we followed on with the, with a, a track that you attributed to Bob Jones. And yeah, that, I must have... That was the instrumental side of exactly. it. Exactly. Big shout to Bob Jones. Um, the first time I heard this was many, many years ago from Bob. Um, the Root Source. And um, big track back in the day. The vocal track was the main play. Yeah, yeah. But I felt that the instrumental just works today perhaps more than the vocal track very much so then, sounded yeah. very very good and yeah, yeah i mean really the keys fresh. came through uh, yeah fantastic track yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Uh, and and then last up was the um lp by sundance 1976 i think on emi out of sweden um and, and again, there, must, there must have been a few of them pressed as well because i, I, I tell you the harry krishnas used to used to sell this album on the streets back really in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah you wouldn't get harry krishna selling it now no well, no maybe, no you but, might get half yeah, 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 but yeah, not yeah, harry yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this track again um some drunk the main track we used to play in the old days was buster of course which yes. is um a killer track but I just again i felt this one just worked for today you know so that's brilliant that's yeah. brilliant so so you you've now had this epiphany with 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 the cassette tape uh, what was the next move um well interestingly um so in the this is in the 80s where, where yeah you know. yeah 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 mid 80s mid to mid to late 80s getting out and we started going um, to clubs like the Rio at Didcot, yep. uh, and we spoke about Chris Hill at the Gold Mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the clubs very close to us from where I lived was Frenchies. Yes, on a Sunday night. I, I played, I played Frenchies with um, with Tom Holland and Chris Brown. That's right, yeah, Chris yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 what a difficult place to find that was. Uh, well, I don't know why. Down the park probably because me, in know. those days you didn't have a sat nav. Yeah. I had an upside down yeah. AA map. Parking was tricky. It was on the yes, one way system. That's right. That's you know, right so, yeah. so yeah, clubs of, of that nature, and we used to go and see. Um, Robbie Vincent, uh, Greg Edwards used yep. to turn up at Frenchies and, and yep. do gigs and stuff. So yeah, so it really stemmed from from there. Um, well, I, came, I came down a few times and did shows with Robbie uh, when he was on uh, Radio London and on the BBC. Um, yeah. yeah, great memories, and and he, he very kindly came down to my. Uh, 
think it was my second appearance of Spiritland and uh, sat with his wife and we, 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 we reminisce some, some great stuff because we brought Chris Hill and Robbie Vincent up to Manchester Ritz back in the day um, when Fred Dove was in charge of Warner Brothers and of course Fred uh, trying to get promos out of Fred was really was the proverbial blood out of a stone and um, but on this day he'd given them the, the new Ashford and Simpson promo so that they could uh, but we, we held our own that day it was, it was a great day but to yeah Rob, Robbie I mean and I've always said this, um, I mean, there might be a thousand um, radio stations, a thousand um, online uh, shows nowadays, and, you know, black music being played 24-7, but the impact of Robbie Vincent's show back in the day on a Sunday, and, and the amount of music it must have sold, and the amount of people it must have turned on was just absolutely incredible. I don't think it's been, it's been bettered, because, you know, nobody else has had the privilege of having that platform with the BBC. No, it's not. It's been done, and it won't ever be. Not, not in not that, like way. that way. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, Giles Peterson, you know, they found his own way, and I mean, now on, on Radio Six as well, or, or BBC Six. Um, but yeah, Robbie Vincent just just had that connection with so many people because the the whole jazz funk soul thing had taken off uh, to such an extent. So Frenchies and Didcot, where else are we going? Um, did well, we have all days down it, that, that yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, we used Redding, to go... I remember the, Chris Hill the turning all Redding all into a chaos. big ones for us. The Bournemouth all dayers. Yes. Yeah, we used to um, spend some happy times down there. I remember once there must have been a thousand people under the pier uh, on a sort of an illegal nighttime party. Someone had a ghetto blaster. And, and all I remember is Donald Bird win parade. Yeah. One o'clock <laughs> in the morning, thousand people. You know, and it was... Incredible, absolutely incredible. You know, and, and, and I think I think I think that's what made that scene so successful. I mean, it was happening for me in Manchester. It was happening in Leeds. It was happening in Bradford. It was happening in Nottingham, Leicester, um, Birmingham, and of course, it was happening hugely in London as well. And I think, uh, yeah, you were a bit luckier down there to to have all these coastal places like Brighton and Bournemouth, and and uh, you know, fantastic playback. I I can feel that a thousand people with all that. Yeah. More from Richard Hosey after this, but two or three for me. I'm going to keep on to this uh, Glucklich. Album that was compiled by um, Mr. Ruby Trainer and absolutely brilliant. Essential, I've just looked on Juno, not available yet, but you can pre order. Huge, absolutely huge.
Yeah, I was, I was hoping to tell you what, what those tracks were, but I mean, we were talking to Richard and I've got, got absolutely no idea, so now I'm going to have a look and <laughs> we'll see what they were. But again, I, I can't emphasize how good this Quick Clicks compilation is by Ruby Trainee and uh, three more tracks from it there. And it looks like Grupo Ibano kicked us off with Pino Xiao. And uh, then in the middle, uh, brand new music actually from Japan, a guy called Hiroko Osaka. And I put that up on the thread, you can have a look at that. That's called Childhood. And that's out on a seven inch single, which will send Danny into a spin. Um, but I think it's, it's up there on Juno. I think it's also up there on Bandcamp. And then we finished off with a track by Jean Fair Jaffe. And that's taken again from the Clicker album, and that's called uh, Offering, sounding absolutely brilliant. Brilliant Brazilian, brilliant summer music, and sounding very, very good. I will give a shout to uh, all the people involved in yesterday. I was playing down in uh, Western Superman. Never been to Western Superman in my life. Uh, very, very nice indeed. It was a Pontins camp, but it was, it was certainly the better end of it. And uh, the Soul Mafia and Onwax Promotions put on the Big Southwest Soul Weekend. Played in two rooms there yesterday, doing a Blackpool Mega Set and uh, a kind of house set and uh, very well received so big shout to Dean and Sarah Frank and Rico putting together looking after me absolutely brilliant weekend I know you're already on the way to selling it out for next year so congratulations on that we just had three more pieces of music for me we've got more more to come from you Let, well let's wind back let's wind back to the 80s again and um, and and where you were at um at this point, you're not DJing, you're just, you're just collecting records, late 80s? Yep, um, I probably wouldn't even say I was collecting seriously. I did collect, but not, um, not like I've, uh, you know, I do these days. But, um, one, again, one of the kind of pivotal moments was when we met Giles for the first time. Um, and Giles was living at home, you know, he was getting a bigger name with the electric ballroom. That's right, stuff, you know. that's right. Uh, and he started to do what I always saw as a very early Schiffler Shuffle session at a club in Tottenham Court Road called Spats. Yeah. And it was a Saturday lunchtime gig, you know. Okay. Um, and we used to get the London Link bus up, get the tube in from Bond Street. You'd come out of Bond Street tube and the Spats was right at the other end up on the Tottenham Court Road junction yeah, okay. Oxford Street. So we used to jump on the bus at Bond Street and for some reason we found it hilarious because we'd never got charged the fare from going from Bond Street because <laughs> we all used to get off again just at where it went past bats before the conductor come and ask you for any money. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't time for him to react. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and you, you go into spats, and it was a very small sort of underground club, and Giles was playing the big, we call them the big tunes back in the day. Yes. Very small crowd, but I'm sure if I knew who they were today, I'm sure it would have been the likes of Perry and Rocky and all them yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I said to Giles, you know, this is fantastic music. Can you tape it for me? You know, in those days, I used to go up with a, a Sony sort of C9 yeah, 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 yeah. and give it to him. And he would record the session wow. while we were in there. And of course, he'd give him the thing and he'd write all the tracks down. And away I'd go. And, and it was a mission. And only in recent days have I collected every single one of the tracks that Giles played back in those early 80s at Spats. Well, so, yeah, that's a story uh, repeated for me as well, um, not just with jazz, but with Northern Soul. But uh, Northern Soul, I mean, Butch, who's probably the number one Northern Soul guy, I mean, he, he spent five years trying to get the records I'd, I'd put onto five cassettes. Uh, I hate cassettes, by the way. <laughs> Everybody who knows me knows that I hate cassettes because they, they always jam and they always mess up and they don't play at the right speed. And then somebody gives you a pencil and you're supposed to, then no, forget that. Yeah. And, and I'm not Greg Wilson. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, to a knife and a sellotape. <laughs> I'm not into into all that stuff, but 
Also, um, you talk about Giles. I mean, Giles first showed up in my club in, in Manchester in Berlin in the 80s. His, his best friend, Andrew, was, was based in, in Manchester. And... Um, it, it was it was kind of the same there because I'd got I got uh, Rasta guys I'd got every denomination uh, coming into the club you know as a, a deal off there Mick Hucknall, uh, various celebrities but also a lot of movers and shakers and uh, so I would do cassettes together you know and and then to have you know Rasta guys coming up asking me for jazz cassettes was just Crazy. insane Crazy. but but it 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 kind of emulates. Um, uh, you know the bootlegging of records, which which is a double-edged sword. You know, it, it, yes, morally it's incorrect, but it spreads the word about music, and that, that happened with Northern Soul, and to a certain extent, it certainly happened with uh, with jazz, and happened with uh, with rare groove as well. There was lots of stuff coming out in London, just just uh, you know, slightly different titles, not really naming the artists, and you could buy those regularly. I mean, there might be ten volumes of them in the shops back in yeah, those days, absolutely. and uh, that is the period that we're talking about now, and uh, so... So spats, so uh, where are some spats? So well, Giles was forthcoming with with all this information at that absolutely. time. Absolutely, the, the sort of cover up, you know, didn't really affect us. No, says I don't know whether it was something from an, an era before us, but they were very. Everyone was very open about what they were playing. Yep. And Giles, like I said, he used to record it. And what we used to do from from spats because it was a. a couple of hours, maybe three hours on a Saturday. And was that, would you say that was mainly jazz, where, where yeah, the, 100 club, why, the 100 Club became more of the hip-hop uh, sneaking into what Giles was doing as well? It was, it, there was nothing other than, than jazz. Than jazz at, at, at spats, spats, That's why yeah. I always saw it as a shiftless shuffle precursor. Yeah. And I know that one of the, they had a guest down there, because Sylvester used to play there yeah, as yeah. well. They had another DJ down, I can't remember his name, but anyway, he played, I don't know if you remember the, the um, Sidewinder Blue Note on yes, Blue Note, yes. that big track. Yeah. Back Lee those, Morgan. The Lee Morgan version yeah, yeah. Sideline. Yeah. And one of the DJs turned out and he put that on and the crowd dissed it. They didn't want it. It was just not well, well, to, tempo. To, to be fair, that, that side of it had come uh, via Dr. Bob Jones. I mean, that Sidewinder, which which Bob Jones had played and then obviously Chris Hill was able to utilise because Chris Hill always pushed records like um, John Handy Hard Work and things like that. So that kind of pace... For me, it was kind of the difference between a white audience and a black audience in the, in, in the, in the kind of music that was receptive and the way people danced and, and reacted to it. Yeah, I still think to a certain extent that exists. I remember somebody coming up to me in, in a recent session in Manchester and saying, what was that? And I said, it's Barbara Carroll from the beginning. I said, it's a, yeah. it's a classic jazz dance star. He said, I like that. He said, it's just... Not, not too fast and I can keep up with it and this guy was only about 20 odd so <laughs> you, need to, you need to go out and practice a little yeah. bit more uh, we've got more music coming from Richard Hosey and um, more information about gigs um, in fact a week on Saturday I'm going to be down in Brighton for the first time in my life never been to Brighton to even look at the sea never mind playing a club and I'll be there with Dust Beersby doing the uh, jazz sessions give you the details on that after these three more records uh, from the collection from Mr Richard Hosey
Don't be weak. 
it's all, it's all happening in the cricket. I'm, I'm just trying to see who, who, who's in, who's out. Three out, two for eight. So it looks as if uh, the Ben Stokes thing is is, is uh, come to an end. I'm not sure. Somebody will tell me. Anyway, uh, that's three more pieces of music from our special guest today, Mr. Richard Hosey. We're here on Hitmix Radio, 107.5 each and every Sunday with Jazz Dance and Fusion. And what I like is uh, the different flavours that the guests bring into the show. So uh, tell us about those three pieces of music. Uh, first off, um, I can't give you too much uh, info on this, Colin. It's a 12-inch single. It's been um, pressed in limited numbers. Uh, it's hit the streets. Everyone's after a copy. Danny Turner, big shout to you. Um, I'm going to tip my hat to Danny. got me a copy of this a little while back. Okay. Um, so who started playing this? I mean, where, where, where's it evolved from? Uh, it, it just it just turned up. Right, someone okay. mentioned it to Danny that someone's got some for sale. He went okay. around this guy's house. He picked up a couple of copies. Okay. The rest were gone in 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 seconds. Um, we were out for a beer recently with Simon Popey as well in uh, in Isha a weekend or so ago, and he was talking about it, asking you know anyone got a copy, you know. So it's starting to filter out. People are hearing it. Okay. Um, but it's called the Closed Door Society. Um, okay. If everything in life were free, um, it's a sing- one-sided twelve-inch single. Mm-hmm. It looks like someone's done uh, something. Maybe, maybe a subtle comment on, on its source. <laughs> I'm <yeah>. sure someone <laughs> will let us know eventually what the t- original source is. But a wicked track, and I'm sure yeah, it's going to be nice. um, yeah, very well, nice. well received. Um, second up, and another album. I think you. Um, uh, uh, part, part of my upbringing. I mean, yeah, I mean, produced exactly. by Ralph McDonald, an, an incredible album by Willie Meekner. And, and we've said off air that um, uh, it, it's kind of it, it's it's almost known by the minority all the time. Whether, whether it was when it was a new release in the seventies or you know o- over the impending years, everybody who knows will acknowledge it as, as as a fantastic album. It's a fantastic album all the way through. Yeah. And uh, Friends and Lovers, a standout track, Struggle Buggy, which is a fantastic storytelling track, and uh, just I mean. We, we're just doing off air, Randy Brecker. You know, everybody is on the album. I mean, it's Steve Gadd on drums. Yeah, and sure. Just an incredible line of Eric Gale on guitar. It's a, yeah, a fantastic album. And 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 so, you think um, that definitely deserves a, a second life? I think so. I think it's been overlooked. It must have been overlooked when there are um, copies available at prices that we would have seen maybe you know ten years ago. I picked this up. Uh, a while back, but even today, it's very, very cheap in in terms of what you're buying. Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes records get into that category because um, I mean, if if you take what what should be a reasonably obscure album like Races, which has never really become an expensive album, and, yeah, exactly. But the, I I could pick Races up in quantity and also Willie Meaton up in quantity uh, from Ed Balbier's Yank store in um, Ed Balbier, of course, imported uh, a lot of what they call the cutouts, which you've got the, the snip in or the corner cut off, yeah. and uh, that was very much in that um, in that category. So it's never got out of that. There, there must be then many copies about. And I don't think anybody's been able to, myself included, nobody's been able to champion it to the point where it, it's it's gone overground, if you will. It, it just remains underground. But it is an absolutely brilliant album, and I would definitely recommend that. Will you meet? Yeah, anyone can get that. And then we finished off with a little bit of a soulful tip. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and an old band of mine. I mean, used to play uh, their music back in the seventies, Blackpool Mecca, and that'd be uh, West Coast Revival. Yeah, for sure. Um, this one is not quite so cheap if you wanted to try and get a No, it isn't. That, that's, that's more obscure for you know, for a United Artists album. That's yeah, a, and what a record as well. It is you know, fantastic. Very powerful, record, yeah. um, particularly that track. I, I've loved it for a long, long time. So, yeah, the West Coast Revival. That's a song, isn't it? Lovely for a long, long time. That's it might well Patty be. and the album. And you boys, heard it yeah. first here. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yes. <laughs> Your version. <laughs> <laughs> 
so um, yeah, so that's where we are. Um, just so um, I mean, originally then, where, where would you come across that in, in in the same way? I mean, is Danny Turner part of your collection? How long has Danny been in, in, listen, in listen. your life? Um, I, I I I can't tell you how important all of the people that I've met in my life have been through the music. The important ones have been um, through the music. And I can I, I can only say that I've met the most beautiful people along uh, along the way. So you've mentioned Giles. So yeah, yeah, mentioned yeah. A few so more. Yeah. Mentioned a few just more just a quick, too, yeah. go back to, to the Spats era. When we used to come out of Spats and Giles used to give us the, this tape, with, we would literally run from Tottenham Court Road to Soho for one reason, and that was to get to Paul Murphy's shop yes. as soon as possible. Yes. Um, and that, well, that was Paladin. That was the record shack. The record shack. Yes, in, in the basement. He started of the off in the record shack. shack. Yeah. That's right. Um, that's right. So, very early days, you used to go in and you the, the upstairs was reggae and all sorts of bits and pieces, and you went down these rickety old stairs. Yes. And suddenly you were in a dark, um, sort of very badly lit. A, a Paul Murphy environment. Exactly. And Paul was there, you know, in yes. all of his glory behind this really yes. small counter with records everywhere and 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 numerous well you know half a dozen black guys and it was a it was an intimidating environment they were yes. all there listening intently to all, all the best record shops were the, intimidating yeah, exactly. environments and, and we'd and go groove, in and they would look was at us, an intimidating you know. environment yeah, exactly you could stand in groove for two hours and nobody would serve you well, well i think i would have liked that you know that's what they, <laughs> i wouldn't have minded you know because murphy played such brilliant music yes he did and and you could go up and you could say like what's this and i remember we were talking about records in in quantity and he had a box probably you know this high off the floor full of the sea wind album the blue sea wind if, if album. you can't see the picture that's about that's about two feet so, so yeah two feet yeah <laughs> um and, the webcam and, may and, not and, be working and they were a pound each he was selling them for a pound yes. each you know and, and and it was just every track every record that you found you'd never heard of yeah and he was just it was just brilliant, and those were the days. You know. He was, he, he, you know, he was a, an, an absolute colossus in in driving it all forward. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I remember writing a piece, and one or two DJs contacted me and saying that, um, you know, there was other people before Paul, and Paul went along to um, to Bob Jones's gigs, and whenever he went, whatever he did, um, there was something inside him that had extra drive that had something extra and he put in that work whether it was by the record shops and uh, I'd be giving him access and eventually his own record shop Paladin and um, he, he, he was just the sort of character that, that it, in his mind he, he'd obviously mapped out from the music he was hearing you know to wait the way to drive this forward and he grabbed the whole thing by the scruff of the neck whether it was horseshoe or electric balding he grabbed the whole thing and it was a whirlwind and every, you know the people who went with him absolutely loved it yeah. and, and he, he laid down so much and then disappeared it did it was literally <laughs> like that and the the myth became even bigger. It was Absolutely. incredible. Absolutely. You know, and where he went, I don't know. What he did, he did, him, he did a Greg Wilson, yeah. I yeah. mean, Greg, Greg did a similar thing where, where you know, he got himself into a strong position and yeah. then that kind of disappeared. And uh, I've stuck it out. It's, <laughs> it's cross country, you know, this for me. Yeah. Well, you know. More from Mr. Hosey and more music as well. It's 1531. It looks like England aren't going to win the second test, which is not good. But. Um, this music came out from Andy Hay a few, uh, well, a few months ago now, but it's finally available on vinyl, and you can get it on Bandcamp, and you need it, and you will also need a mortgage. I believe in love, I believe in everything.
Jennings and you're listening to Colin Curtis's Jazz Dance Fusion. Nothing but the finest jazz dance flavours every week. Yes, I'm 
I mean, it doesn't get any better than that guy. I mean, he put an album out, um, it'd be about 18 months ago when he gave it to me originally, and then uh, it got released this year. But Chris Bangs, uh, with of course the fantastic album Firebird, which I absolutely wore out almost every track on the show, and uh, it's definitely that's his brand new single, and uh, that I think is Nova Vida and my only. Uh, have a look on Bandcamp, you can get that, and um. I think there's a vinyl coming. I think he told me not to say that that's happening, but, uh, yeah, you, said you know what it's like. Um, I don't do what I'm told, ever. And that's probably why I don't get all the promos. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, fantastic music from Chris Banks. And on the top of that, I believe in I Love, uh, the incredible new album from Mr. Han Andy Hay, which is Children of the Sun, which is a double album, which is now available on vinyl for 60 of your very best English pounds. But I'm telling you, all the artwork that comes with it, very nicely done, all done nicely you can buy that directly off Andy I've hit him on Facebook or you can get it on Bandcamp and also Andy Hay will be playing live at the Way Out Here Festival at the new place in Devon and I've looked how far away that is my goodness that's going to be another £500 of the petrol just to get there um, I'll probably have to stop off halfway there on the services we'll, we'll find out but um, I'm looking forward to that immensely and that's going to be uh, uh, in August I'll give you I'll give you some gig details we've um, got that many things going on here I'm just trying to do one thing at a time Mr. Richard Hosey, let's go back. Um, we've got more music coming from Richard in a second, but uh, let's go back to... So so we've, we've come out of spats now, and we've we've discovered Paul Murphy, so let's take it on from there. Okay, um, so this, this next kind of um, meeting, chance meeting, um, was at Honest John's Records, which uh -huh. by this time now I started to, you know, look for... Of other places to get this when, stuff when, from. When I used to come down, um, big late seventies, early eighties, I'd, I'd do City Sounds, I would do Honest Johns, I would do Groove. You know, I mean, going around and 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 the record and tape exchanges. You know, you find that and uh, even Virgin, because Virgin used to bring some inputs in that yeah, nobody sure. else had. I mean, but um, yeah, carry on. Yeah, so um, Portobello Road, Honest Johns, um, used to drive up, park, you know, tentatively somewhere where you didn't need your car taken away. Um, and I was in there, you know, and I was looking through the racks, and I, I'm sure a young half Naji was working in there. I, I can't <laughs> say for sure, but it, I, back of my mind, it, it, now I look at his face, and I think, yeah, that guy was working there when I was there. But anyway, um, I was looking through the racks, and um, there was a guy standing next to me, and, you know, he, he sort of looked over and said, oh, I pulled out a record. I can't remember what it was, but he said, you know, what... what what you what you getting today? What you're looking today for? Yeah, yeah. And the conversation sparked up, and it turned out to be Sylvester. Okay, you know, um, and chance meetings lead to friendships that have lasted right. even to this That's day. Right. You Partic know. Particularly when you've got you know your like-minded people and, and yeah, uh, exactly, you know. yeah, and here, and, 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 and yeah. also people like that expand your mind. Oh. Bas for Jazz had yeah. uh, you know huge plaudits for for Sylvester. Yeah, big friends with Sylvester yes. at that time. Yeah, but of course, what it did is it changed. Um, Focus on the type of music that I was collecting because so you come around, come around. He lived just around the corner with, with his partner at the time, Debbie, and um, he had no kids or anything. So, so he had this this apartment, this flat. You know, we went around there, and he would pull out music that to this day you would never find. Or yes, it was incredible. Yes, but it was all Latin, Afro-Cuban, yes. heavy, heavy stuff. You know, um, and of course I started to sell all of my records to try and get the money and buy, yeah, to, to buy yeah, the stuff yeah, the silver show the finance, you yeah. know <coughs> uh, and, and the record collection changed significantly you know in favour of, of of Latin stuff yeah. 
Um, and, and, and like I said, we struck up a friendship and, and I was big friends with Sylvester for many, many years. Still am today. Mm. Um, and we did um, Notting Hill Carnival together. In fact, I remember once, um, as a claim to fame, we had a, a music system there and I was playing the quartet Trebien. Yes. The Boss Trebien track. That's one of mine. One of Fergal mine. Sharkey yes. came over to me when I was yes. playing it you know, and he was looking, oh, this is fantastic. He was dancing, he had a minder with him at the He time. was on the radio the yeah. other day. He's, he's, he's a politician now, isn't really? he? Really? Yeah, 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 of yeah, course. Yeah. Incredible. So that was fantastic, you know, and those, those, um, those sort of heady days of Latin music for me. Yeah, I, th I think um, you're to a certain extent bass for jazz, but Sylvester took it to, took that to another level back in, back in those days. And, and, and what you, what you'd got is you, you'd got people who were, I mean, Paul, who, who drove the kind of bebop train right through everybody, and you know you, you had to hang on for your life. Yeah. Um, you got Sylvester with the Latin nowadays. Of course, Gordon Class uh, takes up yeah. that, and you've mentioned off air that Sylvester's still playing like uh, probably obscure CD salsa. salsa you know, yeah, so that's right. um, yeah, it's, it's it's just finding a niche, and, and and when you do find a niche, you tend to find an audience, particularly when you've operated at that level. Um, for sure. You for know, sure. You, you get a response because you know people trust you and that, I think that's the most important thing with, with yeah. playing music is to, is to get the audience trust and people will come in to see me sometimes and think well, what's all the fuss about yeah. oh so oh. I don't know about I don't know when you sort of made that transition to become a DJ was it from collecting to DJing or did you start DJing which then pushed your sort of collecting because you knew you had to get stuff I became fanatical about records as a kid in the, in the early 60s and uh, you know I just couldn't believe that you know you could own these just pieces of treasure for me. I mean, just just absolutely fantastic. And you know, discovering artists in the early days, you know, like your Otis Redding, your Carla Thomas, and um, you know, people like um, James Carr. I mean, it was just just a, you know, and, and obviously the obvious ones, the Four Tops, the Temptations, and and Aretha, and, and and the rest of it was stacks. And but it, it was it, yeah, it just became a, an absolute addiction. Why why a working class kid in Stoke on Trent had been affected so much by this, yeah, yeah. and then pirate radio brought in that and then obviously imported records came into it just kept growing yeah and it it does become um it just become who you are it, you know, you can't get rid of it <laughs> it's there and and i've been lucky enough to be able to operate on um you know on the jazz side of it on the house side of it on the soul side of it whether it be northern or contemporary um i try and keep on top of that, because I, I don't want to disrespect the, the DJs around me. If I'm coming, I want to bring something along. And, yeah, sure. um, and I think that trust thing comes in with that. And, and people will give you an opportunity. They're always going to like what you play. They're always going to like the directions you go in. I mean, there was massive pushbacks back in the day against 70 Soul. There was uh, massive pushbacks against jazz, you know. And, and you're playing. When I look back now at the playlists, and I've got, they're coming out of the book. There's over 100 playlists that, that I've still got from the Rafters era, sort of 78 to about 80. Too, and you can see on there in the same on the same night we would be playing John Clemmer, Erto Marrera, Kenny Burke, McFadden and Whitehead, um, you know Jerry Bell, Archie Bell, you know just this complete mishmash of music. Uh, but everybody was just focused on one dance floor. Now those things have all gone down different cul-de-sacs, if you will. Yeah, of course. Well, not necessarily cul-de-sacs, but different roads, uh, and kind of opened it up. So the DJ, tell me how you how you initially got into DJ. Well, uh, you know, I think I, I I had moved into DJing from collecting because I didn't really have any desires to DJ at that at that time. I was just loving what was available to buy and getting home and you know 
playing it and putting the cover on the wall as the album of the week or whatever it was. Yeah. It was just a kind of thing. And no one I was... Get a flashing light out and pretend yeah, exactly. you're on there. And, yeah, exactly. and, and, yeah. Right, no right. one I knew, no one I knew, even today, my social circle outside of music, knows why I buy this stuff, no. knows what I play, no. and, and doesn't appreciate it at all. But when I met Sylvester, it was him solely that tr made me transition to becoming or wanting to become a DJ, a DJ. to start to play what I was collecting. And we did some gigs. He, he would take me along to, to the WAG yep. on a Monday night upstairs yep. while Giles and Patrick were downstairs. It was Sylvester and myself upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, we, like I said, we did the sound system. Um, he DJed at Spats, and you know maybe I did a ten or fifteen minute session. Nothing special because I didn't have the tunes that those guys did yeah, yeah. in those days. Um, but the bug to DJ was installed in me, you know, and it went. It led on to two uh, radio shows that I did at, uh, uh, on uh, JFSR and Soul Legends Radio for yep. successfully for a number of years. Mm -hmm. uh, we spoke about that off-air. And you also did a blog. Tell us about the blog. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I didn't even know that was you. Um, no. I mean, but I used to read, read the blog. The blog was called... The Killer Groove Music Line. Yes, yeah. I remember it very well. Yeah, not a lot of people know that that was me. No, I, had a, no, I used to no. go by the name of DJ Myafra. Yes. Um, and uh, I, was, I remember once buying a record off Mark Taylor and... and, yes. and, and you know, and I and he saw me as DJ Myafra. That's how we got. And of course, he was the only person to to say, "Did to you put take the, the two name? things together?" Yeah, yeah, and yeah. right, and and, the, and also the link the name of Myafra to the Myafra combo. Yes, that's right. That's just, yeah, yeah, which yeah, we played yeah. on the show. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So, um, yeah, so the, the, it, everything kind of started to you know go from there, really. But I mean, you're upstairs, or or. You know, beginning to be involved with some with some heavy hitters, so yeah, um, sure. then then you have to up your game. There is no alternative. So we continue more music for Mr. Richard Hose's selections for today. <laughs>
music, very, very nice indeed. And that was three choices from Mr. Richard Hosey. And we're looking at uh, six minutes past four. Time flies. People come on here and say, oh, we're three hours, long time. But it's not. And it flies by. So we've got about uh, 54 minutes left. So tell us about uh, those last three pieces of music. We kicked off with some very Perry Louis UK jazz funk type things. It is. It is a big uh, shout out to Perry Louis, actually, as it happens, who I think might be guesting with you at some point, if I'm right. Yeah, we'd, uh, we'd be together at Shiftless in September, aren't we? We're bringing Mr. Ewan Clark down from uh, from the north. And uh, I keep saying it, but I will do some gig shows before the end of this show. Um, but yeah, that was um, Antilles. Yeah, the Antilles. This is on a... On, on British Creole 12. Exactly, a red vinyl Yes, as well, a red makes vinyl. makes it even more special. And that label used to, used to send me promos. I don't know how long that would have lasted, because back in the day... <clears throat> When you got sent promos, uh, they used to send all this paperwork. You'd have to fill the paperwork and then post it back. Well, no, that <laughs> didn't bloody happen. Uh, not particularly with me, but tell I me mean, it's a bit easier now. You can do it online, so uh, that keeps me, uh, yeah, it keeps most of them happy. But I still, I still do avoid doing some of them. But um, yeah, so that was Antilles, and very much as you say, very much a Perry Lewis sound, and yeah. uh, that sort of boogie UK jazz funk sound, which is now sort of crept back onto the playlist of Shipless and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, without question. I mean, this is this is a tune that I would start to associate with the Shiftless sound now, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard Perry play this out before. I've heard Perry play it on his sh radio show. Yeah, that's well. right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it was a, a tune, of course, from, from many years ago. It came out in 1983, so we knew it from years gone by, but it has become very synonymous with that Shiftless sound now, you know, where it's it's gone from the heavy the heavy side of jazz and there is an, an element of boogie coming in there now yes. and, it's, and I think it's fresh I, I, I think that opens it up and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. keeps it fresh I mean th sure. th those heavy tracks are still there and, and, and other nights may evolve and opportunities to play them so I don't think uh, I, I think it's a positive thing that um, you know, particularly when you get in a new audience I think that's what Paddy's striving for to increase the numbers and also you get a new audience and uh, Shipless Shuffle is uh, is a great vehicle for that now it's, it's, it's what three four times a year and uh, so yeah. it isn't every month and people you think I'll oh, leave it this month and move, move next month yeah. now each event is special and I think I think that's benefiting and, and, and opening the music um, to people and, and it's great music it's not you know it, 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 it's all it's all connected in some way and uh, I think that's what makes it so um, you know so good there and, and atmosphere the ones I've been to have been fantastic and, and the ones I've seen uh, with everybody else there as well I know Giles has been down there Paul Murphy's been down there everybody's been down there yeah, and, except uh, me our Latin King, except, well, well, after you've been on this show, you'll be asked everywhere, don't worry about that. They'll be queuing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we moved on with uh, a record that you attributed to Eric X, and, and uh, you know, I, I know that Eric certainly was a champion of this record, uh, but that was Billy Childs. Tell us a bit about that, where you come across that. Um, again, I, I, you know, I, I'm sure, I, I don't think I've heard this at Shiftless, but again, it had that feel of what Shiftless is about. Um, and I heard Eric X play this quite some time back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite some time yeah. back. Um, and, and it's been, you know, it's one of them tracks that's been sitting in the shelves. I don't play it. I've just never listened to it for years, you know, and suddenly I was coming on to do the great Colin Kurt show. <laughs> you know, Shiftless is part of what I do now. I really love the Shiftless vibe and I just yeah. thought the two went together. I, I, absolutely. Nice I, together. I know the Justin Go Boys have been playing it on their show as well. So, I mean, I, mean, I think, uh, you know, very relevant and, and one I'll stick in my box and we come down to Shiftless and uh, and you and will ask me for yeah. a copy and I'll have to find him one but never mind. I think it'll go down a treat. It will go down a treat. And the third one I absolutely love, just tell us about that. Okay, you're going to cost me money on this one. This one's going to cost you, yeah. Um, I think it's a sort of German press on Gemma or Gemma yep. Records. Um, a band called Amanita. 
Uh, again, I don't know if they've done much after that. This is the only one that I've got. The, 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 on, on Discogs, they're listed as that's the only album they've ever done. Yeah, and, and, so, and that yeah. tends to happen. Your German labels have particularly put out some incredible. I mean, when you think about, I mean, you mentioned earlier on Mr. Circle, but um, you've got, uh, what, what was the female vocal? Uh, <laughs> when you're 70, you don't remember everything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's been some incredible stuff on, uh, on the German labels. And um, it, 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 even. Like, like today, pushing the Glukic thing, you know, I mean, these, these compilations, just some fantastic music uh, that is out there, and then when it's compiled with those kind of skills, it, you know, definitely worth picking up. But that was, remind us again? Uh, Amanita. And the track? Yep, Like a Rainbow. Like a Rainbow. And I'm sure that's going to be played by you or someone <laughs> as you <have> this. <laughs> At you, some you, point. You, you, are, you are absolutely 100% correct. We continue, and uh, he was in chat room earlier. If he isn't on the siesta or he's pulled his sombrero over his head, uh, two tracks from GW, and then uh, something else as well. We continue. It's 11 minutes past four. You with Colin Curtis on Jazz Dance and Fusion with my very special guest, Mr. Richard Hosey.
absolutely like, right, Danny. Monica Lingo is just the name I was looking for.
music, uh, which brings us about 30 minutes to go, so I'm going to continue to play music, just one second, and uh, Richard's Hose's choice is pretty much till the end now. Uh, but two pieces there from GW, uh, one Kyoto, uh, which is a remix on the Kyoto's coming out on uh, Colin Curtis Jazz Dance Fusion 4, that's a, 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 a G Wismich, which we'd probably put on an EP, definitely, and uh, Glenn's incredible version of Still In Love, which um, I probably have to do on a carver, ready to start playing straight away, because that is absolutely dance floor friendly and banging and uh, again this man just keeps scoring eights and nines out of ten every time and it's just incredible and a fantastic version of still in love and uh, hopefully we'll get that released as well at some point and then we finished off with the energy exchange ensemble and that's up there on Bandcamp. started playing this last week um it's called lime something yes lime green skies energy exchange records up there on Bandcamp. definitely worth getting not currently on vinyl but i, I believe it is going to get a vinyl release which is brilliant uh right mr hosey let's let's just jump in again and and take us from where we were we we, we we're like at, at the end of the 80s you started djing and any particular clubs apart from the wag that you you dj'd at um, I, do you know what, Colin? I think I think there probably wasn't that much club DJing. Well, you've got at, at the two shows time. going on the yeah, radio. Yeah, the radio shows were sort of taking off and doing the blog and stuff like that. You know, um, I, 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 is, is that still up there? Killergroove Blog. Yeah, yeah, Is that Killergroove.com? It is Killergroove Music Library. Right. Co. Uk. Oh, right. No. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the the blog itself started to morph a, a little. <laughs> I got tra- I got tracked down by the you know the busybody police. Yes, they wanted me to stop putting this up and stop putting that up. Yes, and, and, and to be fair, it started to get a little bit, you know, tricky because I started to feel a bit of pressure that maybe I was infringing on people's you know. And, and you were aware of blogs like Never Enough Roads and uh, all those other guys. We used to, so, we yeah. used to communicate with you. Yeah, yeah. We would the, share yeah, fantastic info. Yeah, we were, fantastic information. I mean, yeah. if you wanted to learn about the uh, exactly. your jazz dance or jazz scene, yeah, yeah. Then it was all up there. That guy, you know, in yeah. fact, I think it might have been him that helped me set my blog up in the early days. You know? mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so it kind of... I, I stopped, you know, doing it. It was a lot of work, as yes. it happens. Orgy and Rhythm, that was another one. Another one was yeah, yeah, Orgy brilliant, Rhythm. Yeah, brilliant yeah. blog. Um, and, and the blog originally was an insurance uh, thing because I wanted to insure the, my collection and some, you know guy at whichever insurance company it was I spoke to had said you know we need a record if we're going to insure these we need a list of all the records you've got no, I'm, no. I'm sort of looking at this room no, filled been, uh, stuff, just you know? gets insane, and yeah. it was insane so I started yeah. the blog on a way of trying to get this list for the insurance company yeah, and, okay. and it just went from there and in the end I thought you know this is that I'm never going to get this done it's going to cost millions anyway when I do <laughs> it so I just I, I forgot that I gave that idea up but carried the blog on you know yeah um, and it, it, it led to a very interesting story because, uh, as you know, good friends with Nick Hosier, who does a, a show elsewhere. Um, and he does a show on Stomp Radio. On We're Stomp, not frightened here. here. We're not oh, frightened good, here. Good. No, he's no. on Stomp Jazz Workshop. Blah blah blah. Anyway, every he, Wednesday I've been listening for I think just over fifteen years. Yeah, now, yeah. very early yeah. doors for me as well. Ray Winston of Jazz. Yeah. Well, you said that. You know? I know. I, I, I said it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, he used to have a guy with him, and in those days, you know, you'd listen, and he'd say, "Oh, my wingman does all the legal work, writes all the records." Down, yes. blah, blah, blah. And his name was Hugh Chambers. Yes. And or uh, Hugh Vinder, if he's on on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. And um, so when eventually, as paths me, I, I I did tie up with Nick at some point, and he invited me on as a guest. And I used and I look back, and I remember I had a friend, a good friend from 
um, years and years ago, very early 80s, mid 80s, um, who I'd met uh, at the North Sea Jazz Festival. Okay. In fact, I'd gone there on my own, um, mm -hmm. got the ferry across. Story was, it was a beautiful afternoon. We were getting the ferry across. I was on my own, and, and I thought I'd go and get some fresh air. Top deck, heard some music being played. And I remember it to this day. It was Richie Cole's Remember Your Day Off. Yes, sir. And it was emanating. You know, oh, where's that coming from? I'll go and have a find it. And there was these five or six black guys there with a big ghetto blaster, and they were playing this music, and they were all dancing, you see. And I thought, this is brilliant. I'm going to go mm -hmm. and sit down and, and, you know, maybe chat to them or whatever, you know, you should do. Uh, and it turned out that it was Rocky and Hugh, yeah. and, and, yeah. and those guys, they were chatting away. And again, like I said, I'm blessed to know these guys and, and how friendly they are. And, and I ended up staying with them in Holland and going throughout the whole festival with yeah, them yeah, guys, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And, and become friends for life. Yeah. Anyway, that was back in the 80s. And of course, when you're living miles from London and you've got no mobile phones, no social media, you lose track of people fairly quickly. Yes. And Hugh and I had disappeared. You and I, that's another yeah, problem. Yeah, you and I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'd drifted, so we, there was no way of communicating, you know. Anyway, so there we are, going to the jazz workshop, and I just thought, I wonder if the Hugh Chambers I used to know 30 years ago is the Hugh Chambers that does the legal work for Nick, you know. Yes. And I had some photographs from the back in the day that we took, you know, at the Jazz Festival, and I took them with me on it. Anyway, it turned up, and these two guys got out of, the, out of a mini at the, sta at the uh, uh, you know, the studio. And um, it, one was Nick, and I knew from the photographs, you know, on the stomp. And the other, I looked at this other guy, and it was a big, big guy, graying hair. Yep. And I kept thinking, do you know what? That might well be the Hugh that I knew all those years ago, you know. And it was. And it was. Yes. And it, his reaction, when I showed him the photograph, and I said, do you know who this guy, this guy is? And he said, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me, and he knew, you could just tell in his eyes, he knew. Yeah. Uh, and, and we reconnected from then, you know, and it's it was just brilliant. It was just brilliant. And, and you know, you, you've talked about Rocky and I mean, we, early on, we referenced that with uh, with Mr. Lorne Daly. Of yeah. course, Lorne Daly does his uh, Do What You Gotta Do um, nights down in Andover. And the next ones are the 2nd of September, uh, 18th of November, 13th of January and the 30th of March. Have you been down there? Yeah, been absolutely. There? Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. It's, uh, it's, it's the name, amazing what, stuff. Tell me the name of the club and the... And, and, uh, um, the it's just an Andover. It's in Andover, yeah. It's, it's right in, in the centre. It's yeah. very simple to find. It's a working men's club. It's yeah, brilliant. look it up on Lawn, Lawn Daly's yeah. uh, page. And I think you have to put your name down to go um, you know, to make sure you get in. But the Saturday, 2nd of September is the next one. Uh, 18th of November, 13th of January and 30th of March. As I say, I'm going to be down in Brighton um, a week on Saturday. And that is, of course, down with uh, Mr. Russ, Russ Dubry. I've just had that on screen and that's disappeared again. So we'll have to get that back up in a minute. I'll give you all the details on that. But I'm going to play music now, maybe three or four tracks uh, from Richard Hosey. We're running out of time, as we always do, each and every Sunday. Here's some more music from Richard Hosey's collection. de una vez. Si es verdad. 
studio and uh, that's probably why there wasn't so much interaction with the chat room but much appreciated today's chat room thank you very much that was the 1000th podcast with my special guest who's absolutely smashed it out the park some incredible music from Mr Richard Hosey we'll touch on the ones we've just finished with squeeze one more track in hopefully before we go so go back to the top Richard and tell us where they came from um, you know, I'm going to be struggling with this because it's been so many played calling. I think we've played the first one, um, which was an early Robin Jones track. Yes, um, that's right. And I, I, I think we agreed we'd tip our hats to Gordon Class. Without um, a doubt. Without doubt, the, uh, the Latin king in London town right now. Um, this was a track recorded um, early 80s, I guess, maybe later 80s. Um, also, obviously, sadly passed, you know, Robin yes. Jones. I loved Robin yes. Jones. Um, track called Adavina. Um, on a compilation album called Samba Con Salsa, okay. which also had some uh, Snowboy on there as well. And of course, Ro- Robin Jones' own Marge, I think, is back in stock at uh, Jazz Room on vinyl as well. Anybody wants to know, but I know Paul sold oodles of them, but people still want it, and um, he keeps selling that because those two albums he cut were absolutely brilliant and very much part of the scene back then. But then we had some um, some Via, didn't we? What we had uh, a little Latin, yeah, p- yeah, yeah, yeah. A track called um, I think the second one we played was a track called Control. That's right. And do you know what? I got a feeling I may have first heard that played by Half Naji, if I remember right. Okay. But it was. It, oh, he liked that. He liked your name, Jack. Yeah, so, you check. know, where, where credit's due. And, yeah, absolutely. And he pulled that one out of the bag many years He's ago. He's on holiday at the moment, boating. Yeah, yeah and, that's and, right. Yeah. Is he fishing Catching or fish, doing yeah, something? Probably. Yeah. Taking it easy, which I think yeah, is well deserved for Yeah, Nazi, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Uh, and the third one, again, um, Latin, heavy Latin, Pete Rodriguez. Uh, track called Pete's Madness. Yes. Um, another LP. Pretty tough to turn up, you yeah, know, maybe. Yeah. If you haven't got it, have a look around for that one. On roulette. Like Sounding good. Yeah. Sounding very, very good yeah. indeed. And then we finished up with a seven-inch single there. That was the uh, the one before the end. Yeah, that was, was, the, yeah. was that the Caribbean Sextet? Hi- from Haiti, the from Caribbean Haiti. Sextet. Blimey. I think the track, if, I remember, if it's pronounced by it, something like Suspanion or Suspanion or something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard to turn up on a 45. And then we closed out with the Latin Jazz Ensemble and Water Gets No Enemy, and that's on a 45 as yeah. well, yeah? Yeah, Uli Geissendorfer, shout out to him, uh, ex-Groove Collective fame, um, producing that. Um, strange, but comes out of Las Vegas. Fela Kuti. Yeah, again, and I, I, I will do the gig guide uh, on, on the thread, sorry about today, just rush through, and uh, big shout again to everybody who came to Western Supermail site. Big shout to you, Richard. Thanks for coming up to yeah, the show today. The absolutely brilliant. You're definitely going to be coming back. Absolutely blown it up. Fantastic music and some great stories. We will continue. You'll catch me in the studio again next week. Don't forget, a week on Saturday I'll be in Brighton. All the details will be on the page and I'll see you next week. From Colin Curtis on Jazz Dance and Fusion, Hit Mix Radio 107.5. Have a fantastic week. <laughs>